Welcome to the Revive Podcast. Thank you for joining us. It's wonderful having you listening to our discussion as we unpack last Sunday's sermon and discuss how it impacts our daily lives. My name is Sean Thomas. I'm an associate campus pastor here at Neighborhood Church, and we believe that the Word of God is relevant and helpful for all time, even today. Sometimes our souls can be weary, but the Word of God can revive us. Just like Psalm 138.7 says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. And so each week we create and curate resources to help people like you listening here to thrive in Christ. And that's all available at neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive. Well, today we're kind of back to basics here. We have uh, Pastor Mike joining us. Hello. Good to see you, Pastor Mike. We have Pastor Justin also. Hey, Sean. Good to be here. Yeah, good to see you guys. And we have uh, some new equipment. So those of you listening at home, if you hear some like creaks or swing sounds or something like this, we have some new mics and some new mic stands that we're using. So hopefully the sound quality is great for you guys listening to us. Um, Justin, you were gone last week. We had our uh, our talk, and uh, it sounds like you were doing a little reenactment of a holiday classic, Home Alone. Yes, right? yeah, I was uh, in Florida, and we almost didn't make the plane. I didn't forget the kid; we just forgot ID, and so uh, <laughs> nice. so we, you know, a little little lower stakes, but uh, yeah, yes. yeah, in Florida, and good to be back. Florida was great, but. Good, good, but, but no place like home. L- literally running through the airport. Yes, literally running through the airport. Yeah. Yes, uh, we didn't have any background music, but it was uh, <laughs> it was dramatic. John and, Williams uh, wasn't running after and, you. And, and my son is is apologetic the whole way, and I'm like, stop apologizing. We need to get there, and either it's a lesson learned or or a close call. <laughs> well, it's a, no, it's a lesson learned either way. But yes. <laughs> glad so you guys it, it was. Back. Yeah, it's a good memory now. Nice. I'm glad it's a good memory now. Stressful <laughs> <laughs> then, good memory. Now. Yeah. Well, for those of you listening, I'm sure you guys have had crazy experiences like that, you know, when it comes to the holidays. So hopefully we'll get through this process together. Um, For those of you who joined us uh, last Sunday for the sermon, uh, Mike spoke at Cyprus, Justin at Los Al, and our passage was from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 21, kind of dialing in on the shepherds uh, was uh, really the focus of the message. So uh, if you were there or you were not there and you're listening, take a moment, pause the podcast right now, crack open your Bible to Luke 2, read that section. Okay, hopefully you're back, Um, and you didn't (laughs) leave us in the interim, but you'll want to be here for this conversation because um, it kind of of gets to the heart of God. I mean, I I think all our conversations in their own way get at the heart of God, but we're talking about shepherds. We're talking about people, I think, Mike, in your message, you were talking about people on the fringes. Mm, On the margins, yeah. Yeah. Where are the places in the Bible... Because I feel like in in the Old Testament law, you know, a lot of us think that's so strict and it's so rule oriented. But there's a lot of accommodations for the alien, quote mm-hmm. unquote, or the outsider. Um, well, it's actually written into all of Scripture. It, it yeah. it's a was important for God's people who really were on the margins, anyways. Yeah, and yet God's chosen people, but He required of them to be hospitable, Mm. to be uh, caring for the sojourner or the alien, and God's people should reflect his heart of including and welcoming and showing care and hospitality towards those who are 
maybe not have a home at that time or maybe far from home. Yeah. And that has always been the heart of God. Mm. And he's always reached to the margins. Yeah. And the story of the shepherds is is a perfect example of that. And what I love about these um, you know, Christmas stories, you know, the story of the of Joseph and Mary and yeah. the story of the shepherds and the wise men and the star and all that. <clears throat> we kind of glaze over them, but there's there they're worth reading over and over and over again, not just at Christmas, but at Christmas especially, to gain something new. And I think there's something for every one of us as we look at these stories again and afresh and anew and kind of ponder we're at different places in life and and all of that. So yeah, this is I mean, these stories are great and, and this particular one where God chooses the shepherds. Because that's not the way I would have imagined. I mean, I would imagine God, you know, stopping the entire universe. Yeah. Put everything on hold, step up to the microphone and say, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let me announce to you the greatest thing in all of history. You know, the, the, Jesus is being born and you think there'd be fanfare and excitement. And yet, you know, he chooses a couple of shepherds. I mean, still, you know, dazzles them with some, you know, heavenly hosts. <laughs> pyrotechnics there. Yeah, maybe. And, uh, <clears throat> but, but he does that. He does, he, he doesn't do what we think. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because it, speaking of the miracles of God, old versus new Testament, you know, there are times when like God stops the sun from moving. Mm -hmm. He sends a giant <clears throat> flood. He parts a sea. So yeah, it's like, there's moments in history where God pulls out all the stops, quote unquote, uh, and yet, this this is yeah getting to that heart of God looking at the inside, God looking at the quiet, not the bombast of mm -hmm. of especially of the cultures of that day. I've been kind of on a little ancient Near East kick, uh, you know, looking at different like um, uh, the Sumerian cultures of the time, the Akkadian cultures, you know, more more so uh, Old Testament, but how contrasted the 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 grandeur of that was compared to the Hebrew people. Right. Or sojourners themselves in Exodus, right? Yeah. Um, Can I take off of that? Are, are you finished with that? Yes. Okay, because I, I just when you asked about kind of where we find it in the law, a um, a phrase popped to mind that I heard someone preach on years ago, and it was um, from Levit or Deuteronomy twenty six, and the heading in my ESV is offerings of first fruits and tithes. And then it talks about how you, in verse three, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come into the land that the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Then the priest shall take the basket from your hand and set it down before the altar of your God. So here they are, they're established, things are good, and they're bringing their offering, right? And then verse five is great. And you shall make response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean was my father. And he went down to Egypt and sojourned there, few in number, and there he became a nation great, mighty, and populous. So there's this recognition of their, they are settled, they are prosperous, they are mm. bringing their offering, but they also don't forget where they came from, right? Yes. And so it's, you know, um, my father, Abraham, was a wandering Aramean, you know, and so that's a reminder of where they come from. And as we talk about this, um, if we happen to... Uh, be pretty satisfied with where we are. I think it's a good reminder of you know that depravity that we're all born with, <laughs> that we're all that we're all separated, that we're all um, in spiritual need um, as we come before God. So I don't know. That just well, no. I think that's great, especially because I think that's applicable. And for those of you listening right now, uh, Christmas is such a time of nostalgia where we look back, we see where we've been. Sometimes it's hard 
things that, you know, man, a couple years ago, somebody passed away or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I know for me, a lot of times it's looking at when I was a boy, when I was growing up and to see, wow, where my family was, where we are now. And I think that's a lesson for us today that, you know, we shouldn't th- forget where we were, you know, throughout our lives, mm-hmm. the things that have come before and to be thankful to the Lord of how he's brought us through or what has changed or the things that we were able to cling to. Yeah. I think that's super huge. Yeah. Um, and even for, again, for those of us listening, we think of shepherd, immediately I kind of think of the phrase, the good shepherd, right? That's something that Christ, an ap- uh, appellation Christ brings upon himself. And so for me, as, you know, I'm born and raised in Southern California, we don't have shepherds around here, you know. Right. Um, what, like, what is the function of a shepherd? Like, what, what, to, to contextualize it for us listening today, <laughs> you know, I think of farmer, I think of a, a, a sheep dog. <laughs> you know, I know what that is. I know yeah. I see, you know, on YouTube, it runs around chasing animals. But what is like the role of a shepherd at that time in, you know, Bethlehem 2000 years ago? What were shepherds doing? Uh, the basic thing, they were caring for sheep. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, and sheep are pretty, to be nice about it, they're pretty dumb animals. <laughs> They really have uh, not a whole lot upstairs in the way of smarts. Uh, they, you know, if one sheep goes off a cliff, they all will. If mm. they, you know, if they fall and they can't get up, um, their only mechanism is to run, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and they run from fear, and they'll run right into the snares of the en- of an enemy or a, a predator. Yeah. And so they need guidance, and and they need, um, you know, their horns will grow into their skull and kill them. They, they they get bugs, and they need ointment on them to stop that. And so a shepherd was very individually and individual and cared for their sheep. Many of them knew them by name, um, and they they were attuned to the shepherd's voice when the shepherd would make this, you know, call, yeah, 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 yeah whatever it was. <laughs> he they would come, yeah. and uh, and he would count them and know their number, and he really did or she took care of them in that regard. And and so, you know, because of that, uh, shepherds were uh, lonely, not interacting with that. And, you know, and I don't know if it changed from the time when King David of the Bible was a shepherd, but shepherds became um, notorious people, um, Mm. outcasts, dishonest. Uh, You would never trust a shepherd um, and nor would you relate with one because they just were unruly people and wow. they smelled. Um, uh, and, you know, that was a, a, a reality. You know, when you're with sheep all the time, you ever smelt, you ever smelt a, a wet wool, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's pretty, I, I've been on a sheep farm. I, you know, went to one and, and watched and it's crazy uh, what, what, but, but a shepherd has an, a way. And, you know, I don't know why God chose to go to shepherds mm-hmm. with all of that. Um, to them. I mean, the only thing I can think of is, and I kind of brought it out Sunday, is that a shepherd does um, reflect the heart of God in, in his individual and care. You know, the, David, uh, who was a shepherd, yeah. he wrote the 23rd Psalm, and, and he, you know, he says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He, lead me be- he leads me beside still waters. And it goes on that, that, that you know, God is like a shepherd. And even in, in Isaiah 40, verse 11, it says, He, God, will attend his flock like a shepherd. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's that. So maybe that's why God chose to go to the shepherds and do that. But uh, he they are they were kind of unruly people. I did hear I did add one reading where uh, when Israel was at battle, they tend to put shepherds in the front. I don't know because they would you know smell the enemy would smell them coming I and be fearful or but they were very adept at wielding their staff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, deadly, as a matter of fact, because they wore it off the bear, the lion, yeah. the, the wolves. I mean, they were uh, intense. And you know, another pr- thing about the shepherds, they're very protective. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they would go after David, you know, talked about how he in bare hands went after, you know, the, the lion, the bear, I mean, yeah. stuff like that. And, and, and because the sheep were his major concern. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes me think of like what in our day and age, you know, what... You, the, and on Sunday, for those of you listening who were there, and Pastor Mike, you talked about, okay, <laughs> these might be the marginalized of our day and age. Justin, you had talked about, you know, in your theology of Home Alone or whatever, you know, <laughs> or just different examples of people that we can see, whether fiction or in, in real life, who might be considered a shepherd or an unruly person in our day and age. Um, so we've kind of talked about that, but I guess what, when in our lives... Have we had to be shepherds? And maybe for Justin and Mike, for you guys to to kind of share with us, when in your lives do you feel like, obviously, you know, you're pastor, so it's like, oh, I'm a shepherd, you know. And that's true, you know, for, for the people at your church, but maybe even to just look about your life in general, like when have you had to really direct a people or lead a people or maybe reprimand somebody mm-hmm. or, or use those tactics like you're talking about, those like, man, I got to be a little more, um, you know, kind of fly by the seat of my pants. We're in the elements. Um, I really have to direct some people in, in my life right now. When do you feel like the times that you'd experience that? I mean, I think that's that's constantly, I think, what pastoring is or... Um, so I, th- I think it's constant. It's the situations change where it becomes more or less intense, perhaps, or more or less directive, but, uh, certainly over pandemic, hmm. I mean, that's just been a, a huge time and, and not just, and having to rethink what it is, you know, that, that before it would be very, uh, maybe more of a group based thing, you know, um, church, small group, here and there, uh, kind of sporadic interaction, and then that was just a, a very driven season and something that I've, I've tried to continue as well of staying in contact, and that was very much what Mike led us through, how he shepherded us as pastors on mm-hmm. staff mm-hmm. to say, hey, we really need to take our personal connections to another level. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably the most um, significant one that I can think of, at least recently. Um mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's there's all different kinds of times where someone's headed a direction that's destructive and you warn them away from that or someone who's hurting and you need to kind of help kind of bind them up and, yeah. and, and care for them. But, but yeah, I think that's the, the, the big one is, is just staying in contact with people over the mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. couple of years has been pretty, uh, the, pretty huge. Yeah, actually, you know, the... The words in the New Testament of pastor is shepherd. It's it's that you're to shepherd the the, the flock, yeah, yeah. and the the church is the local church that you're ahead of or part of or is it we're the under shepherd under 
the good shepherd, Jesus, and we're to shepherd the flock as that. I, but I think we all shepherd. And if you're a parent, you're a shepherd. Yeah. If you're a manager at a work, you're a shepherd. If you are in any kind of leadership way, a leader of a team, uh, uh, you know, we're to shepherd those around us, even if we're, even in our community, to you know, the idea, the essence of love your neighbor that Jesus challenged every single person to, is the idea to be a shepherd in your community. Uh, you don't necessarily; it's it's both a, uh, you know, a name, but it's also a verb. You know, we shepherd, we shepherd each other, we we love each other and care for each other and reach out to each other, and and you know, like God. <laughs> showed it giving the announcement of his the birth of his son to the shepherds we should shepherd to the margins mm-hmm. and um and that's really what jesus did you know jesus didn't go i mean he didn't he, he did interact with some of the elite mm-hmm. but yeah. <clears throat> he mostly went to the widow mm-hmm. to children to the outcast to the sick to the to the sinners you know he went and ate with them and and uh, in, in, interacted with them, and that's the same idea, you know. Not, I, I think the marginalized today would, you know, in our society, could be, you know, single moms and dads, could be the homeless, could be those struggling with mental illness or issues of that. But it could be seniors, and but I really think that with this pandemic, you know, Justin mentioned that that most all of us feel on the margins. Mm, yeah, and we we live in a weird polarizing society that pushes people to the margins yeah Yeah, we're on someone's margin yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) that is very true and so you know it's it's uh but you know it's in other words hospitality care shepherding doesn't stay within our own tribe we're supposed to push out and care about those because those are people that really need that and especially during the holidays you know i mean it's so easy to feel Lonely. I think we read a statistic the other day that I think it's you know a third of pe- was a third of adults feel a deep sense of loneliness. That's a lot during the holidays. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Just all just, right now. Oh, yeah. Wow. Just in general. Yeah. A third of adults, and it's and it's it in has increased from in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also the statistics of to get, you know, even heavier suicide rates of young people and just, um, yeah, yeah, it seems like today more than ever, there's an importance of uh, one shepherding our own hearts, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of being mindful of where we're at, you know, day to day. Um, but then also looking beyond to whether it's our literal neighbor, the person beside us or at our work, you know, at our place of employment, if we go to the gym or wherever it might be, to be mindful of how other people are are functioning, and then the shepherd yeah. in some sort of way. And it doesn't have to be dramatic. It sounds like right. either. You know, I mean, oftentimes, and if you guys listening at home are like me, you know, I think of like to go back to our conversation about this grandiose gesture. You know, it's yeah. got to be big. It's got to be hundreds of people that I'm engaged with. You know, and yeah. and these big pronouncements, or I got to start a blog and and talk about politics and stuff like that. And it's like, well, no, <laughs> you know, like you can just walk across the street. Yeah, you know, walking across the street, and uh, or go to the cube next to you, or in work. You know, there's a great, um, and we can include this in the show notes. 
the people who created the TV series The Chosen, the pilot of that was, I think it's called The Shepherd. It's on YouTube. It's free. Anybody can access it. And we'll have that for you on the show notes. But it, it kind of, in a very dramatic way, walks through this encounter with uh, with the angels and the shepherds. And, and the one thing that um, they end with is the phrase, people got to know, people need to know this. Hmm. People need to know that Jesus is born. But I think it goes farther than that. People need to know that they matter. Mm-hmm. People need to know that God cares. Yeah. People need to know that there is an incredible, amazing, fulfilling life in Christ. When he is the, he's the king, he's the leader, he's the most influential person in our life. And that's, you know, one of the greatest things we can do to shepherd people is to, yeah. to point them to the love of Jesus and also to show it to them. Yeah. Are there... Uh, Eddie, uh, well, Justin, you have something to say. It looks like. Yeah, I just think um, it just thought came to mind as, as we're talking about that. That it's so, and I don't want to discount it because social media is such a so important in our world, it's so prevalent. But um, I think we can easily substitute um, stating our our position or thought or solidarity um, with those on the margins, whoever we would define that as, um, in a social media kind of way and think we've accomplished something. And, and, and I maybe we have to a certain degree, but not nearly as much as like really reaching out to someone mm-hmm. and loving a real person, not an abstraction. Yeah. Um, you know, it's we're making those care packs on Sunday mornings and for me to give that to someone and to look them in the eye and, and spend a couple minutes caring for them um, is that's shepherding mm-hmm. to it, to the kind of level that is, is more life changing for them and for me mm-hmm. than uh, maybe posting someone, something about, you know, care for your homeless, do both. I, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's a bad thing, but, but to, I can have a tendency, whether it's cause I'm busy whether I'm insecure, whether I'm lazy, it could be any number of excuses that would apply to me, mm-hmm. but to avoid getting messy mm-hmm. um, and, and shepherding's messy. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and, it, and, and that doesn't mean I need to get up to my elbows in everybody's business all the time, but I need to sometimes. Um, yeah. uh, so I, I don't know. I, I, and, and certainly in terms of telling people about Jesus, but, but to love them in a tangible way. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's, absolutely. That, yeah, yeah, no, I, know, I know you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not saying you weren't saying that just that I think that's, uh, that was where my thought was going is that we very much like to post things yeah, yeah. and well, things. post and repost. Yeah. Oh, this makes me feel good. And it's really, right. there's, there's no action, right? No yeah. boots, boots on the ground or no, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. Love your neighbor, love your neighbor. And then we still won't go across the street right. and yeah. get to know our neighbor's names Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. or shepherd and care for people. I, you know, right. we easily f- don't even see a homeless person. And part of the reason why my hope is in doing these care packs that we put together, we're putting together uh, Sunday, December 12th, and then to Sunday, December 19th, we're putting together, hopefully we're going to make about a thousand of them. Mm -hmm. And that people would take these and they would look for somebody who might need one. And the care pack is what well, has in it has some socks and bottle of water and you know some little food things and some and a list of helps to all of the what Orange County has to offer in the way of of helping those who are are struggling and so um, 
in that and to notice and then to actually take a like you're saying, Justin, take a action towards it. Yeah, that is shepherding. Yeah. Yeah, and with that, I think we have to remember that we can't do everything, but no. we can do something, and to just do what we can, and, yeah. and trust God with that. That's that right. might be worth putting in the show notes the old the flyer that you made for that, Sean, for those who are not near, if they wanted to do something like that. That kind of what they might what what would put it what would go in a care pack or a link yeah. to someone else who's yeah. done it. If this isn't original to us, I don't think so. No. Well, and uh, uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, Justin and Mike, where, uh, for whether it's our people or someone's listening to this, mm-hmm. where can people go to get our care packs? Like, is that something that they have to come to church to pick up, or can they come to our office and grab it and hold it in their car until they find something? Yeah, that's and that's the idea. They're they're here at our both our Cypress campus, and I believe there's some at the yeah. Los Alamitos campus, yeah. and they're they're everywhere. I mean, they're they're coming out of our ears right hey, now. Please take them. Please take them. They're over. They're <laughs> o- they're overrunning our office. Yeah, stairs at the Cypress Camp, but it's a fun thing to do, and we've been handing them out. I mean, I I grab like um, three for each car, my car, my wife's car, and I've got them. I've got them just sitting right there, so that because a lot of times it happens, you'll be driving up on a yeah. off ramp or an on ramp, and somebody's holding a sign, yeah. roll down the window, and just hand them to hand it to them, say, "Hey, Lord bless you, and hope this helps." Yeah, and you know, it's a two second conversation, and other times, you know, I've had where. I've been in my car, you know, in going to the grocery store and somebody's, you know, hey, can I, can you help me out? I said, well, you know, I, I what I have is this pack, great pack. And, you know, obviously there's some people who don't really want that. They just want money. But, you know, I mean, it, it, it's an interaction. I usually ask them their name and uh, and things like that. It, it, you know, that's important to see them. Yeah. You know, one of the yeah. things I think that is a neat reality of God, and, and, and this is I mean, not time for another whole other podcast, but... Uh, God is the God who sees, mm. you know, he saw these shepherds yeah. and he noticed them and went to them and God sees us as an individual. He knows our name. He was intimate at our creation. Um, he knows us. And, and when we look someone in the eye, like Justin was talking about and ask him their name and engage in this very small conversation. And obviously if you're, if you're nervous about that, don't. But if you if you can and, and obviously be safe, yeah. but you know that helps helps that helps people see that they're seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember talking to one homeless guy a long time ago up in Northern California, and people were running outside of a restaurant. And he was standing there half in the rain. Like I asked him to come in under under the overhang, and and I got to know his name, and he just started tearing up. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "I just have felt so invisible here." Yeah. And he goes, "You're the first person that's asked me my name." in the couple of days I've been standing here. And I thought, wow, that's a precious child of God. Mm -hmm. He bears the image of God created in his image and nobody cares. That's just horrible. Mm -hmm. And you know, we can do better. (laughs) I can do better. And I'm just as guilty. I pass by some people because I'm so busy about my day and, uh, and I got the next thing I'm running to. So, I mean, obviously it's, you know, all in balance and seeking God. It is. And I think it's important that, like you mentioned, you know, be for those of you listening, you know, you want to be wise, you know, if, if you want to do that with a buddy, with a friend or a group, two or three people, um, uh, yeah, do and be safe <laughs> and, and, and be where you're comfortable. But I know for me, um, you know, the more I listen to, to the local news, the more I see reports. It, we're broadcasting from California, from Southern California, and there's a lot, for those of you listening, there's a lot of 
issues with homelessness and homeless people and groups and enclaves um, that that it's it's kind of a mess right mm-hmm. now, you know. And but I know that the more that I focus on hearing about quote a mess, that kind of hardens my heart, you know, to the individual like we're talking about. And I think sometimes it's helpful for me to just give myself a gut check of like how am I um, being Christ to, to other people? And this is a, a perfect opportunity to shepherd, to dignify somebody, to learn someone's name, to hopefully make a difference. You know, there's always, like we're saying, there's sometimes there's people that are don't really want help or, or maybe they're beyond anything that we can give for help. They need something more clinical. Um, but we need to still be mindful of our own hearts in the midst of this season, too, that we're not shutting down, that we're not closing ourselves off. Yeah. We need to, to be proactive. Yeah, and I think, that's, I, I, I think that's one of the brilliant things about the care packs is shepherding is doing, in, in love, is doing what's best for someone, right? It's not necessarily being nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sometimes being too nice can result in furthering them down a road of harm. And so the care packs, like... It's not going to change anyone's life. What, what might change their life is that interaction, mm-hmm. that dignifying, that encouragement. But it's a cup of water. It's a granola bar. It's a hat. Um, but what's in there is the resources to those organizations that can help them get reestablished. Like the, the, so, so it's really – it's a short-term thing that is an encouragement yeah. with the resources for the long-term for those who will – go through it because yeah it's it's way bigger than especially around here the problems are are drastic and i don't know what we do about that but as far as what we're doing i think we're doing what we can of blessing and then pointing saying hey there's if you need bigger help it's it's available but um well, everybody, really appreciate you listening to uh, <laughs> the our talk. infomercial for co- care packs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, extended commercial <laughs> care packs. But like we were talking about, come to our church uh, in the offices. Um, uh, you can pick something up, or like we said in the show notes, we can give you guys a list if you're at home, if you're out of state, or something like that. And you were like, "Hey, let's make ten care packages with our family, and then hand those out." We can give you a list of items that might be helpful. Well, Justin and Mike, any closing thoughts before we wrap up? We're going a little long here, but it's it's good stuff that we're talking about. I would just say in light of what we've just been talking about, who could you shepherd today? Mm. Who could you care about, look individually at, help, yeah. encourage, hand a care pack? <laughs> <laughs> who could you shepherd today is a great thought. I'm going to think about that myself. Yeah. 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 And I think with the shepherding piece, there's kind of two sides of the coin, right? That there's the shepherd um, that is caring for others, and then there's the smelly guy, you know, that we talked about earlier, where you're on the margins. And and um, I think if we're feeling like we're on that side of the marginal, where we're separated, we're lonely, whatever the case may be, that that Jesus is the good shepherd mm-hmm. to lean into community, to put ourselves in places where other people can shepherd us. And then certainly I, I agree with what Mike just said too, of looking how we can serve others. Cause sometimes that's our way out as well of whatever funk we're in yeah. is kind of taking our eyes off ourselves and, and seeking to bless others. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thanks gentlemen. Really appreciate that. And thank you for listening to us, those of you at home. And hopefully if 
you haven't had somebody pop in your mind, you and your family might take a moment to think about who you might bless this holiday season, who you might, whether it's a care pack specifically or something like that, how you might reach out and shepherd somebody around you today, um, this week, next week. Uh, but thank you for joining us for the Revive podcast. As always, we encourage you to share this episode with a friend, especially if you think it might be helpful for them. And you can subscribe to our channel to keep up to date on these types of conversations. You can find us on iTunes or other places that you find your podcast. And to learn more about the content that we talked about today, you can check out neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive. And you can also find us on our Facebook page, Instagram, YouTube. You can search Neighborhood Church of Cyprus or Neighborhood Church of Los Alamitos. That's where we are online. Also, we would love to hear from you guys. Seriously, I'm in my office and I'm just like, I don't hear from anybody, but I could hear from you if you take the opportunity to sit down and write us an email at connect at neighborhoodchurch.com. That's C-O-N-N-E-C-T at neighborhoodchurch.com. Hope to see you guys next time. Until then, we pray that God revives your soul. Mm-hmm.